0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Begging Boardcast, episode number 248. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. We're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being the Weekend Geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list the books that we are looking forward to coming out February 11th,
0: 2015. Mm. You didn't put that long of a pause in that time. So I thank know,
1: you I, I did it because I was like, it confused them last time. I won't do it again.
0: Threw me off my game, and i got to be on top of our game because it's the Super... Oh, wait, no, that was last week. This week, for our main topic, it's our January look-back. We're going to be taking a look back at some of the new number ones that came out last month. We'll be taking... Well, it's mostly mostly Marvel books. I didn't realize that until I just looked down on my show notes. But we'll be looking at Ant-Man number one, Star Wars number one, Operation Sin number one. We're not doing
1: Operation Sin. What was that? We're not doing Operation so We're not. We're okay, dropping good.
0: it. Yeah, that's You didn't weird. read it. Well, you guys could have still talked about it.
1: I know, but there's nothing to say. We, we
0: kind of talked about it before the show. So, we're it's good. We talked cut. it all up. Deleting from the show notes. Yep. And then Uncanny Avengers number one. And then from over at... Was this Image that did Feathers number one? Arcadia no, with a, Boom. Arcadia. Yeah, okay. Small, yeah. Small press.
1: Because it was... Uh, yeah, because Boom now owns Arcadia, or has been for a while, and uh, within their Boom's imprint... They have feathers, number one. Of six.
0: Of six. And then from IDW, G.I. Joe snake is agent of cobra or what's
1: whatever. what's really sad is my heart just sank when he said from idw because i'm like oh shit i didn't read that really crappy book that john must have picked for the, this month and then Who i realized that? and then i realized oh gi joe no i picked that one okay. this is the first time in <laughs> it's, a long time that like chris not... and i are only bringing one book and you're bringing all the other books <laughs> know, and we it's... cut just cut one of your books out too i know well it's because i'm like what kind of crappy horror book did I not read? What? Oh, no. G.I. Joe, okay. Oh, because there were so many books this time. Wow, I feel like I buy shit now. <laughs> well, honestly, John, I even, buy a lot of stuff and I don't even bring it to the table.
0: And I always, I always I, download it, too, and then it's just like, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not
1: doing <laughs> well, that. honestly, I'm only saying it, John, because you always say it. I want to say I can it say if it. you didn't say I it. I can say it because I do it. That's but true. I'm the person taking chances. That is true. You do
0: do take the chances i'm the person that will drink to that mm. guess what we also do on the podcast
1: <laughs> thanks for saving me
0: <laughs> age age beer and drink it we do or just drink it because oh, okay. i don't have age
1: yeah i'm not the only one locked in the cellar until the podcast starts we also lock bigger down in the cellar
0: wait <laughs> I, you cut out we lock babies in the cellar
1: no me oh But we've brought a baby out of the cellar because we're drinking Baby Maker from Jack's Abbey. This is a lager wine. Um, Jack's Abbey only, I can't say they only brew uh, lagers, but one of their main staples are lagers. Um, And this is a lager wine. So it's a 14% beer that has been aged in bourbon barrels that were previously used to age their Baltic. Porter, Framinghammer in. Does that make sense? Yes. Alright. Yes. Okay. It's an
0: aged so, beer that was aged in barrels that they aged another beer in.
1: Alright. Uh, so this it's is... like a twice-baked potato of beer. And then we... It was aged nine months in the barrels, and then we aged it for about, uh... 18 to 20 months. Yeah, you know. time. Um... And this is a very pleasant drinking beer. Um... You still get a lot of those nice vanilla notes from the bourbon. 14 percent, it's not mm-hmm. alcohol crazy on it. This, this is 14 percent? 14 percent. Still? Like after I don't know if it button. goes down. I don't yeah. know, Paul. I, uh, okay, what it no. says on the bottle is it says 14 percent. Okay, that's what I'm asking. I, because sometimes you look it up on the app, and then you're like, guys, this is now blah, blah, blah. Like, you, you've no, no. you apped things before. I don't, yeah, I don't know how to app this. Okay. No, it's okay. 14 percent, I don't. Get 14%. 14% at all. Well, sometimes you will say the beer before it goes into the bourbon barrels, mm-hmm. and then when it comes out of the bourbon barrels, the alcohol sometimes is higher. Yeah, okay. Not aging in bottles. I don't know what happens to the alcohol. Oh, yeah. uh, what? I don't know. Me either. Maybe it goes down 2%. What's that mathematical equation, Paul? Mm. Time over beer equals... Deliciousness in mm. the case of this beer? In the case of this beer, it's still very good. Sometimes uh, time over beer equals gross. I don't remember wh- how much we liked this the first time we drank it. Mm-hmm. Me either. But uh, it's delicious, it's nice. Um, it says it's no longer production. I don't think they're still making it, uh, which...
0: They had the tubes tied.
1: <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, but, I mean, at least you can still get that ham beer. <laughs> they,
0: oh. like, they still brew that, but not the good one?
1: I don't know. I just wanted to remind everyone that oh. this this beer company made a ham beer that tasted like the water that you soaked a ham in. <laughs> tastes, tastes just like ham. It's that basting weird. juices. Um, mm. No, this is good. It doesn't have that 14% alcohol burn. It does have that, I do feel warmer while drinking yeah, tra- it. Can get, yeah, you feel like a little bit of a bite from it. Mm-hmm. Um, the flavor is... It's solid all the way through. It's one solid note of yeah. that flavor. It's a sweetness. It's almost like a. It's almost like a. It's like a wheat wine, mm-hmm. and it's got a nice vanilla that stays on your tongue. Chris, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I picked up a sampler pack from Detroit, Michigan's Atwater Brewery, and the first one I started off with was something I thought would be a little bit lighter, so why not start easy? This is hop peel. It's ale brewed with orange peel, and it's not bad. It honestly just tastes like any other kind of light beer that has some sort of fruit to it. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I had taken a sip of this and found out it was... uh, Oh, I'm blanking out on the the brewery. They had, like, the sun with the sunglasses on. Oh, Shock Top. Shock Top. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if this was a Shock Top or some like, offshoot of Blue Moon. Like, it's along long lines with that. It's not bad. I gave it a three out of five on Untapped. Like, I'll finish it, but there was two more bottles in the sampler pack, so it's kind of one of those, like, well, I guess I can
1: those, have those to drink someday. Those who go in the back of the fridge, and then you drink them when you're like, I got nothing else to drink.
0: Yeah, it's like, eh, I'm going to sit down and, you know, play some games. Like, eh, might as well grab a beer. Oh, I have that. Okay. It's not bad, though. Just eh. Just eh. Just eh. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the other ones in there, though.
1: Man, I, I'm looking forward to some casting rumors, some news, some maybe talks about shows in development. I don't know anything like that happened this week uh, for our weekend geek. No, no? Okay.
0: <laughs> no, we we just talked about all that stuff <laughs>
1: uh, on, on Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, on right. Wednesday, there's like Netflix isn't developing anything. Uh, yeah, rumored. Th- they are, Paul. Oh. Uh, the, Rumored right now, well, not r- rumored, but in discussion is Netflix with Nintendo to bring a live-action Legend of Zelda to the small screen, which, you know, is probably going to be like a Game of Thrones that the, full fam- the whole family can watch. You're <laughs> <laughs> not going to see anybody's baby maker in that. <laughs> nope. Uh definitely some interesting news. I'd like to see how they're able to do it and what they're gonna do with it because i think it would be really fun and really if they can do it right it'd be really kind of cool to see yeah not that 80s cartoon show and maybe not uh the legend of neil either it is fun uh, but it is I rather know, legend crass. Neil has some charm to it, it is crass, you know but it is crass and it is fun to watch i enjoyed it but uh i don't think any it still doesn't have quite that production value that you would want from a uh real hardcore like oh, i'm a big fan of legend <clears throat> of zelda this is my legend of zelda i also saw like netflix is taking like a billion point five dollars to re into like making new shows um buying movies to have on their thing like they took out all this money, and then they're going to just reinvest it into the company. And I guess the stocks went down a little bit with them because they took this huge sum of money out. Right. Well, that's understandable because when you don't have that cash on hand anymore, it, it becomes a more risky investment.
0: But yeah, they, but, I mean, if you take a look at the other stuff that they've done, it's all award-winning. People love it.
1: Oh yeah, and they decided not to do Quickster, so it, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I mean, they've. Netflix is somebody that I don't think they take chances per se, but they know what people are interested Mm -hmm. in and how to bring those people over. I mean, people who were fans of The Killing, of Long... Was it Longmire? yep. You know, like they said, hey, follow us. You're going to get your last season. Everything will wrap up, you Mm -hmm. know. Just just come with us. And once people get over there and they see what's there... I think I've been a member since like 2004, or 2005. Nice
0: for Netflix. Uh, yeah, I lapsed for a little bit.
1: But. Yeah, I lapse every once in a while. I suspend my, you know, service and then come back to it. But right now, they're in a. They've been the king of that market because they they basically invented it. But now they they are going to get into more and more competition with. Hulu's becoming stronger and also Amazon Prime, there there has been bidding wars for exclu- exclusivity rights. Uh, you know all the cart- all the uh, Nickelodeon shows are only on Amazon Prime. There was a recent uh, BBC was recently in talks to become exclusive to Amazon Prime, that fell through. So th- we're going to keep Doctor Who on Netflix. That, that well, Legend came up. of Korra on Hulu. Airbenders on Hulu, on, I believe, but all the other shows are okay. Prime only. They're not on Netflix. They like you just, and the reason is is because there's an exclusivity deal with. Maybe their new stuff, Legend of Korra, is there because it's the newest. I don't know. I don't but know. There is there is battles. There is you know like turf wars going on. <laughs> so, uh, them developing their own shows and making exclusive content, it makes that service stronger. No, I, I would agree. Amazon Prime's doing it, too, with, uh, what was it, the John Goodman show? Uh, Roseanne. The, <laughs> no. The, the one that they're doing, like, Alpha House. Right? Isn't that what it's called? I don't the, know. The BattleBots. No. That's what ABC's going to do and bring back.
0: Oh! Oh! It's Man, I sh- was excited when I heard about this ten minutes ago, and I was like, BattleBots, really?
1: BattleBots <laughs> was an amazingly fun show.
0: Are they going to have the guy from uh, Red Dwarf hosting it again?
1: That was the BBC version.
0: Yeah, is he going to be back? Oh, give him a round of applause. What do you always say? Uh,
1: The American version, which I think they're actually resurrecting here on ABC, is uh, which had Bill Nye the Science Guy on. Nice, and it also had uh, oh uh, the two the twin brothers, the Sklar brothers, brother Sklar. It had uh, Salisbury. I forget his first name for me. Yes, he ES- used to be on ESPN, ESPN doing like some play-by-play, so it was fun. It was it was just like tongue-in-cheek, like we're we're going to act like it's serious, but we all know it's yeah, a joke. And then you're just going to watch just robots beat the fuck out of each other. And but also there was a hammer going on. There were like traps. Wasn't that on Comedy Central? Yes, it was. Yeah, and because it was tongue-in-cheek, it was. Awesomely great! The uh, British one was pretty good too. I also like, uh, in the same vein. When you said BattleBots, I thought of like auto, like like the the ripoff of like uh, GoBots. Trench. Yeah, GoBots. I was thinking GoBots, but <laughs> it's like oh, that's kind of cool. But who gives a shit? I also like uh, whenever I think BattleBots, I also think of uh, Junkyard Wars, which I really loved. Because I wish I was that mechanical. Oh, that sounds
0: like the GoBots of BattleBots. <laughs>
1: No, was like a team. that are like, "All right, you need to put this together." And they're in a junkyard. So then they would have to build like, like a eight-legged robot that will go over this pond. Yeah, I've stuff been, like I've that. I've never seen that show. There before. would there, every every episode there was a different challenge, and they would have a team of like mechanics and everything, and then they would bring in one expert, and that would be like the person that would like Draw become team the plan. Yeah. Pap- and- Team captain, And they'd be like, build this. I'm going to go over here. I don't know why I'm giving everyone British <laughs> and they, accents. And then the, the host would sit in this garbage throne. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. You know what? I guess good to
0: have like, I realistic it. goals in life. Right? <laughs> what I do love want to do? I want to sit in the garbage <laughs> throne. Oh.
1: Okay. I love It's like Paul just threw something out that we're like, yeah, no, I've seen that. Like, it's not just something he's like know this and then you we have to like dig it up and find it and be like all right paul's right but why would he remember this out of everything like, a d- in his- like
0: a wmac masters yeah <laughs>
1: exactly like that that was my i was going to say like wmc masters there was some other like weird cartoon thing that you showed us and you're like right you guys don't remember this and we're like no I, I don't remember the other Apparently one. Apparently, I watched garbage TV. <laughs> I didn't have cable. Like the, I got to watch what was over on yeah, PBS. I, I didn't have cable either, but... PBS was my go-to place, man. It's hmm. where I sell junkyard wars. wheres <laughs> where I sell junkyard wars. Oh, it's also so where, I, where I watched Babar. Oh, I hate Ugh. Babar. Never. Racist. What? You don't like the elephant people? <laughs> just wasn't a fun show. Uh, Chris, save me. I, 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 I got the, no other
0: news. I can't segue, but we got some more word about what's happening with uh, DC relaunch.
1: Oh, here I we know, go. With, uh, with uh, convergence. DC's trying to prove that they're not racist by focusing on diversity with Convergence, not so much continuity anymore. So they're dropping yeah. uh, the new... D- d- new <laughs> Babymaker <laughs> has fucked up our mouths. <laughs>
0: By New 52. Yeah, they're
1: dropping the moniker, the New 52, and saying instead of focusing on continuity, we're going to uh, focus on our characters uh, and making this line the most diverse line in comics.
0: And some people are calling this the Batgirling of DC, which I think is a good way to look at it and a good example to kind of draw from. Um, Yes, it's not a relaunch. It's... Not a complete canceling or rebuilding of titles, but they are getting rid of some books to make way for some new stuff. Um, Paul, you had a chance to look over the list. Are you ready for me to start going through stuff?
1: Yeah. Uh, Are we just going through the 24 new number ones that are coming out?
0: I was going to talk about the books that are going away first. Oh, okay. Wow, yeah, wow, you have that list. I don't have that list. Go ahead. That, that's okay. It's not It's not a long one because, there. like I said, there's a lot of stuff that's sticking around. Yeah, there's yeah. 25 uh, titles sticking around. Okay. So books that are going away, Batman and Robin. Makes sense. Const- Constantine. Well, okay. Earth 2. Well. Justice League Dark. Oh, okay. That, that Justice one. League 3000. Well, Red Hood and the Outlaws. And Supergirl.
1: Okay. But the only one that's really going away is uh, Supergirl?
0: Yes. Because uh, it'll like, probably be back.
1: <laughs> like, Justice League 3000's going away, right? Yes. You just said that. Guess what's taking its place? 3001. Yeah, Justice League 3001. Yes. So. And Justice League Dark is going away. Okay, cool. Uh, but there's going to be a book called Mystic You. Yes. And. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's well, th-
0: dark, dark Universe. And also, and also Earth, we're gonna have Constantine the Hellblazer
1: and Earth Two: Colon Society.
0: Yes, <laughs> and, so, then, uh, and then Batman and Robin going away, but we also get Dam- in the book. We are Robins, and also and
1: Robin. Damien, son of Robin. Yeah, no, or son of Batman. Ro- Robin, son of Batman. That's it. Yep. Uh, Written and so. drawn by Pat Gleason. Yeah, interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so for a like, complete list, alphabetical, we're getting uh, Batman Beyond book. Okay. Black Canary, which I'm actually really excited for. The art Uh, for that looked good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, being written by Brendan Fletcher, who's doing Batgirl right now.
1: And we all really liked how he was handling um, Black Black Canary Canary in that book. Yeah, (laughs) and uh, art done by Annie Wu, who is uh, a new name for me. So, and that looks. We've
0: we've had her on a book before. I think it was. It wasn't Katana, or was it Green Arrow?
1: I don't remember. Uh, Yeah, but yeah, uh, maybe Katana, or yeah. Those sound both realistic. Uh, Go ahead. You said
0: Constantine, the Hellblazer.
1: And is Ray Fox still on that, or is it somebody new? It's,
0: uh, no, it's uh, Ming Doyle. And Riley Ros- Rossmo. Yes. Uh, getting Cyborg, because, you know, Cyborg's going to be in the mo- new Batman Superman movie, so why not? Hmm. Uh, Dark Universe. Uh, Green Lantern Lost Army, because we are losing a bunch of Green Lantern books, too.
1: Well, that makes sense because, I'm, like, there was four Green Lantern books currently, so yep. you know it being condensed. But, John, you'll be happy. Colin Bunn, who's writing Sinestro currently, is uh, going to be on that book.
0: Groovy. Uh, Doomed by Scott Lobdell, which is the story of a younger Doomsday type alien creature. I, I'm not a Doomsday like fan. So, Kid Omega. Something like akin to that. Hmm. Um, said Earth Two Society.
1: Paul uh, George, uh, Hermenez is, uh, yeah, George Hermenez is our yeah George is going to be doing the art on it, and Daniel H Will- Wilson. So that'll be exciting if it is an actual Justice Society book. <laughs> I think I think you might get something more. I don't, to your liking of Justice Society. I want them to go to the old school costumes. I don't like the. I don't. I really don't like the Flash costume. All right, well, you need Stand to set in mind the flashlight. Oh, it just <laughs> looks so You need to stop being such an old bugger about, about it. it. <laughs> like I don't like change. It's, it's like he's wearing a bicycle helmet. That's all. It does look like he's wearing like a... he's a like a bicyclist or a yeah, track yeah. track from runner. like Tour de France. He just got off yeah, his it, bike. Yeah,
0: it's more like speed skater mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. style. But it it works. I I mean, hold- it doesn't it doesn't make any less sense okay. than the Mercury hat.
1: Yeah, but the Mercury hat you know, is akin to him getting his powers from the Greek
0: god. It doesn't matter.
1: Go ahead. Let's go. Keep going.
0: Uh, Doctor Fate, a new Justice League of America book by Brian Hitch. Inter- Justice League three
1: thousand one. I'm I'm interested to see Brian Hitch coming over to DC. And that uh, Justice League of America book—it seems like it might not be quite in continuity, where it's just the greatest stories ever told by the great, you know, with the greatest superheroes. Ever. Well, that sounds fun, man. Like, so it might just be really big books, really big story arcs for the Justice League, which makes sense. Like, you don't need to have everything. It, you know, that should be the book where you go to see really cool adventures being done by those characters and not need to worry about the spillover constantly into the, all the other books that you're reading. Uh, also it, it sh- I like what I liked about Justice League Unlimited was it was a changing roster yeah. and that's what I'd like like a Justice League book shouldn't just be the same six members doing the same you know fighting the same thing it should be people rotating in and out like hey we need help we need this powerhouse let's bring him in.
0: Yeah. Uh, Martian Manhunter?
1: Hmm. Rob Which, Williams. I'd be ooh, interested. I'm not a big, I don't think I've written or read a book that I've really loved from Rob Williams. I no. would be interested in checking this out. Yeah, I'm interested in checking out I think almost Hopefully. all of the books I would be I at least I mean, I think we probably will be doing a lot of these for look back.
0: I have the feeling we will. Midnighter? Not interested which, in. Yeah, I have... I don't know, I'm just not a fan of, like, the authority characters, which just probably how...
1: Midnighter keeps popping up in Grayson, too, and it it's annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I want Grayson, like, the spy book, and he's, like, always fighting the Midnighter. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's a good powder, uh, counterpoint to, to Grayson, but it's not necessary. No. Yes. Uh, Mystic U, which I don't know a lot about, but it sounds like another book taking place at a school so paul's probably gonna love it
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's oh, ten- wait no i i meant i probably will yeah it's
1: a tentative title um
0: is this the one that's rumored to be about tim hunter from the books of magic oh that'd be interesting i'm gonna do a quick i think they, they would have I'm to talking about googling it yeah
1: they would have to de him again though because i think in the in just in just League Dark, they found him, and he's older, and he's like, I don't want anything to do he's with still magic. A teenager. Was he still teen? teenager? Okay. Yeah. I thought he was like, you know, old college, like, you know, maybe, no, may- maybe junior, senior Maybe year of beginning college. of college. It it was basically after the Books of Magic, this is where he is now. Like, in the late teens, maybe early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a Bleeding Cool article about it uh, three days ago, so, you know, take it with a grain of
0: salt. Yeah, that's, I think that's the article that I saw that I was talking about it. Yeah,
1: uh, and it's not even an article, it's three sentences, because that's what you get at BleedingCool.com. Mm,
0: it happens. Yep. Uh, it's right. safe, but it's
1: more content than I put up, so I shouldn't say shit.
0: We've also got Omega Men, which I think is just like one of those weird, uh, like kind of Jack kirby yeah, teams. That's what, what I'm thinking
1: about. What's really weird is this team showed up in uh, Uncanny Avengers number one that we'll be reviewing. Hey, it's the an
0: animal, it's like the animal oh, yeah, robot okay. people. Mm-hmm.
1: All right,
0: we got Prez, which is that based off of the?
1: They're saying it might. Uh, yeah, ever the rumor is that like Grant Morrison.
0: I okay, can't remember which one
1: it was. Oh no! Uh, well, I don't know. This is about the first team president of the United States.
0: Okay, I'm thinking about something different
1: then. Uh, Supposedly. It might be what you're thinking of. No, that's what I saw it as, too. uh, This is what I saw off of Newsarama.com. Prez, the first team president, which is uh, from 1973, four-issue series.
0: Okay, I was thinking about something different then. Uh, John, I hope you're not too sad about losing Red Hood and the Outlaws.
1: Uh, No, because I'm getting (laughs) Red Hood and Arsenal.
0: By Scott Liddell.
1: Which I think will just be as much fun and actually might not always end up going into
0: space. And like we said before, uh, Robin, Son of Batman by Patrick Gleason. Mm -hmm. And And if, John, you do miss Red Hood and the Outlaws, at least you can still read the Starfire book by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor.
1: Not interested in that. Yeah, I'll probably keep on, like dipping my toe in every once in a while because i do like jimmy Palmiotti and amanda connor writing books together like i love yeah. the power girl series that i did back when it was uh just are just you reading lead. the harley quinn i dip my toe every once in, a while, in. Once in <laughs> a while and uh yeah justice society of america well that was done by jeff johns with amanda connor on art yeah and then they did the power girl series which i like jimmy Palmiotti and amanda connor did it for a while so justin uh, gray probably
0: okay book i'll book i'll be dipping in uh we are robin written by lee bermijo who's mostly known for doing artwork i think or no he did, he wrote some superman stuff
1: i um, thinking about someone else does it say anything about this book
0: um not so much other than art by carrie randolph who actually did one of the nightwing sketches that i have in my huh. sketchbook nice it looks awesome
1: because i would love this book to be about like tim drake uh bluebird spoiler like a like it's almost like a team book for these teen characters that we all love and we loved reading before and bluebird or blue jay is such a interesting character but yeah this looks like it's just a bunch of kids in gotham who are running around Mm -hmm. doing uh parkour Wearing hoodies, yeah. being cool—that's
0: how they do it. In, uh,
1: maybe, maybe yeah. they're just tagging things. Maybe they're just a group of, uh, you know, well, street performance artists. Who knows?
0: So, in addition to those ongoings, we have a couple miniseries coming up. Which only one of these probably would strike our fancy. But uh, there's Batmite by Dan Jurgens, Bizarro. By Heath Corson. And Paul, this is the one that I was talking about. Oh. Harley Quinn and Power Girl, written by Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor, with art by Stefan Rue.
1: Ooh, yep. <laughs> I'm done. I'm there. And then the final one
0: for the miniseries is a Section 8 book by, <laughs> by My Phone Program.
1: By Garth Ennis and art by John McCrea. There we go. Uh, I um, would definitely want to. I like the look of the Bizarro. Yeah, the Bizarro does look. Pretty it looks cool. so it's, much fun. Like it looks got like the shorts an, on. It we, looks like the animated series kind of style. Like yeah, it, it's, a, it's very, a really fun looking. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be a real fun looking book. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's the artist that did like Hero and Bear. Yeah, Mike. Uh, oh man, can't think of it either. Mm-hmm. But it's Mike Uncle. Yeah, but I would definitely check out the Bizarro one. I uh, some of these do look and like the covers get me like the Omega man the Omega Men one, um, like the cover looks good like the art looks good on it. Then I'd be like, eh, maybe I'll check out the first one. Yeah, but didn't we just read something that happened on that with the Omega Men like not too long ago? It was like the Ravengers? I, yeah, I don't know. It, and probably, it was like the Running Men, Running Man,
0: uh, and yeah, they're one of like, those ugh. like teams that people. Like bring back just nostalgia reasons, but it doesn't really stick.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, no. I remember reading. I mean, think back like before New Fifty Two. I think we picked up a issue one of these. Nothing ever happened before New Fifty (laughs) Two. Like we were talking about it during the Super Bowl, right? Like uh, last week, we're like, oh, you know, I think DC won like two years ago with you know when they did the New Fifty Two. Yeah, two thousand eleven is one (laughs) two. That was four years ago now. Uh double, double the time we were thinking about last year, and then you know, with all this news, I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, oh man, 2011. So four years. No,
0: I don't know. We like, were we were talking you about you how gotta, these you got to keep it fresh, and you got to get up to DC for trying, it. and who knows, this could be what wins them the 2016 Super Bowl. We'll see. Well, yeah. it
1: was our major complaint, you know, after the new 52, after we kind of got stale like, maybe even a year in, where, like, everything feels like you have to read everything else, and there's no stories, there's no book that just lets that book be other than Wonder Woman.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, D- DC heard us, and uh, there we go.
1: And, I mean, they're bringing in um, a lot of new talent, a mm-hmm. lot of indie people coming in, which will be... Uh, I mean, it's definitely, they're bringing in some fresh stuff, and hopefully, I mean... What was it about like six, seven years ago when DC was just doing everything right? And everything they they were trying was basically just about gold. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the weekly the, the the weekly comics where it was in the paper, you know, the newspaper yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, was Wednesday, Wednesday, comics. Comics. Wednesday comics.
0: I picked up the uh, hardcover. Collection I have of that, and I reread it the other day, and I was like, This is still good, <laughs> like it's beautiful,
1: but they were telling these i mean they the people who were writing the stories about those characters love those characters and were always staying true to those characters. they weren't trying to rewrite anything, they were just trying to tell great stories about these people, and that's what they've gotten away from is trying to do more hype, more big things, more cross book thing yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, I started really enjoying Superman, but then they put the next big thing between all the different Superman books. And I said, I'm not going to do doomed. this. It yeah. was before Doom. Oh, hell on earth. It was after hell. <laughs> it was another one. And I was just like. There's
0: so much Superman stuff that just. I was cross-pollinated. And
1: I was like, listen, you got me reading Superman. I read it for like four months. And then I was like, nope, you guys, mm-hmm. you lost me. So, I mean, it, it, I really would like not to have, like, like you said, like the cross-the-board cross stuff where you got to pick up all these other books. But, I mean, in some it of It only st- works with Court of the Owls.
0: <laughs> it, pretty <laughs> much. Or, or Death of the Family.
1: Um, and, like the Villains book, when every book was about like one of their their big bads, Like that was interesting. And they had a couple of those for certain yeah. Faces family of Evil books. Yeah. Like, that wasn't bad, and a lot of them, like, were written by the people writing the book that tied into something that was going to happen. Um, with Green Arrow, Jeff Lemire did it about um, Vertigo. Vertigo, and it tied into the book, and he didn't have to reintroduce Vertigo to the book. He just went as if you had read that issue. Yeah. It actually read like it was just an issue in the series. That's it. You know, wow. I, I'm excited to hear that uh, you're excited to pick up these books coming out. Uh, when is this starting, Chris?
0: Uh, this is in June. Oh, in June. Yeah, this is going to be actually spinning out of the convergence event that's going uh, between April and May, and then their free comic book day offering this year will be. It's called Divergent. Nothing to do with the T <laughs> book series slash movie series, but. Oh more to do with the actual worlds and Brainiac collecting them.
1: Cool. So we can look forward to that in June, but for February 11th, we can look forward to these picks uh, in our list. Paul, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I am looking forward to not Darth Vader
0: number one.
1: <laughs> That's me! I, that was, hey. Hey. Oh, well, Chris, Hey, since we're talking about Darth Vader number one, why don't you fill us in on that book?
0: Well, this week, from over at Marvel Comics, we have Darth Vader, number one, coming out, written by Kyrian Gillen, with art by Salvador LaRocca. Um, this is a great creative team. I love Salvador LaRocca's art. Like, he does, like, lights stuff spot on. Like, the preview pages we've seen of this so far, he, he can handle, like, crazy aliens like nobody's business. And I think that's due to his time working on X-Men a few years ago.
1: And... It- and- Mm-hmm. Is Salvador La Roca? He, I really liked him, and then he went on to X Men, and he, then he went to an all painted style. Is that the same guy that I'm thinking of, or is that something? Is that somebody different?
0: You might like, be thinking of somebody different. I'm thinking,
1: uh, There was this cover of Iceman where he looked, you know, translucent. Yeah, that's,
0: that's Salvador Lolo Okay, is that who you're thinking about?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about, because he had a different style. He went over to almost an all-painted style. Okay. And then, you know, I kind of fell off because I didn't like that, you know, what he was trying. And then all of a sudden, like, he went to Green Lantern, and I just wasn't, it, at that point, I wasn't connecting with him. And then all of a sudden, when he came to, after that book, he went on to another one. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've always liked this guy. <laughs> kind of forgetting that I, you know, for a while there, when he switched styles, it, it just took... I think it either took him or took me a while to get used to that style. I don't know. I, it was probably more my fault than his. Well,
0: know, one guy I know we've always liked would be Darth Vader, and this is his first ongoing series ever, and this is going to be bridging the gaps from Star Wars A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back.
1: Um, now, is this... It looks like it might be spinning out of what we see going on in Star Wars issue
0: one. Could be. I imagine,
1: yes yeah, Marvel
0: will want people reading all of these books.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about Star Wars number one, but it definitely seems like it's part and parcel that they're uh, going hand in hand with Star Wars, you know, this Star Wars series that is coming out. Which makes sense, because they did have that whole court of the canon over at these uh, over at Disney for what will be canon, what isn't canon, and what will be our new canon for uh, the Star Wars license. Yeah. yeah. So I, I would hope that they try to keep it as, you know, if they're going to do stories in that universe, that they'll try to keep it as tight as possible. So that, you know... Five years from now, or like over at DC, four years from now, they won't need to uh, do another
0: calling of the canon. Yeah, but it looks good. Paul, it looks great, Paul. John asked me what's going to be keeping it tight for you. Uh, oh, <laughs> uh,
1: uh, uh, I'm excited because it's a it's a holiday special coming out, and you know I'm a sucker for them, even if I'm not a big fan of the last one that came out, but. Uh, harley quinn had a christmas special uh come up this past december and i wasn't you know there was one good story i'm like oh this was good I, you know and then i read the next one and i'm like oh not so good and that was it and i'm like oh <laughs> kind of you know because i'm used to those dc specials where it was five six different anthologies you know an anthology book of story little short stories uh but, you know, I'm a sucker for him, and I'm a sucky, sucker for Harley Quinn. So, and like I said before, I, I always will dip my toe back in. So this is one of those times where here I am, dipping my toe into Harley Quinn val- Valentine's Day special number one. A lot of setting the table. But, uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, apparently Bruce Wayne is at a charity auction, and guess who wins the uh, auction? Bruce Wayne. Well, he wins a date with, uh, Harley Who's Quinn. A Batman. Uh, I don't know is it wait are you saying that billionaire bruce wayne could be batman i saw a funny facebook meme by the way <laughs> it it showed uh, like a stack of money and it said in the united states there's 492 billionaires and not one of those dicks decided to become batman <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i thought really it <laughs> that was hilarious i like the meme where it's uh Batman and Iron Man having a fight, but they're throwing money at each other, and then Spider-Man's in between them, like, picking up all the money. (laughs) That's pretty pretty good, too. (laughs) Yeah, not only did none of those 492 billionaire dicks not decide to become Batman, they also didn't become Iron Man, either. How are they making their money? Or Mr. Terrific.
0: (sighs) Please.
1: There's so many billionaire superheroes, and we have zero of them?
0: We have Richard Branson, who's probably the closest thing you'd ever get to someone like that. Elon
1: now. Musk, also, with SpaceX. You know, he, they were going to do a launch of it. Who's the Virgin Mobile guy? I mean, that guy That's wants to go Richard to, Branson. Okay. Yeah. That's who you just mentioned. I didn't know what his name was.
0: Sir Richard Branson.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, we don't use he's those a, titles here in the United States. Plus, I'm pretty sure he's a knight, though. He bought that. In England, he's a knight, not here.
0: Well, I think it's like Yeah, but we a sort of say,
1: like, Sir Anthony Hopkins or Sir Ben Kingsley. Well, I don't say yeah. that. It's in the Constitution. <laughs> well, something else that isn't in the Constitution <laughs> is my pick for the list. Uh, I guess I... I'm, Paul told me I should stop wasting my money on new number ones. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. But... Uh, no, I, I think he just told you they were all crap. Yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of times. Every once in a while, you hit gold. Uh, you can't expect it every time. Four hundred ninety-two billionaires, zero superheroes. Uh, Four hundred ninety-two uh, new number ones, ones from from uh, anyone, anyone dealing with a horror type type of theme, and uh, not always horror. It's got different stuff. Sometimes there's space aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Right. You got that OEX thing from yeah, Fraction, was, and what was the other one when then they were on the space yeah. station? Yeah, Rochelle limit. The, that yeah. wasn't good. Either. Hey, I'm not saying that I haven't picked up. From what I hear, like East misses. meets West has really gotten good. I know. I feel I got, like I feel like. Well, we, really we all said that ball. we wanted to pick it up and trade. Like that was yeah. our review of it. Is like there's a lot of story here. Too much story for one issue. Too much story for to keep on picking it up. We but anyways, an listeners, break. I'm going to waste my 350 on a book that I'll read East. once versus West. <laughs> <laughs> that I'll read once and probably not want to pick up the rest of the series. Um, but maybe we'll review it next month if it is any good at all, or if it's, it's really gonna, it's bad.
0: Depending on what else we're picking up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Usually, I like. Oh, we have too many books. Cut, cut, cut. Um, all my new number ones. Uh, but this is the Empty by Jimmy Robinson. Uh, who is writer, artist, and cover artist? And um, this takes place on a empty, apocalyptic world full of poison and decay. And um, the main Australia. The main character Tanur um, is struggling with you know mutant beasts, beasts, and rotting mutant bones. Beasts. And has a crazy Pokemon-type animal that travels with her. Looks like a fox with horns. Australia. Hmm, yes. Yep. Uh, <laughs> everything you've said so far, it sounds like she's just in Australia. Like Right? Uh, but it's something that definitely
0: mm, was a new number one from Image, and I feel like I have to check it out. <laughs> Uh, of all the books we've picked for the list this week, it's definitely the most number one <laughs> image picked by the Bacon Boardcast. Picked by John of the Bacon Boardcast. Because he does that type of thing. Because he does that. But sometimes we also pick up beer. We do we pick, do up, pick beer. up
1: Yeah, when our uh, cup is empty, we uh, like to fill it with beer. Uh, and Paul and I have a barrel-aged Hammer from Jack's Abbey. Uh, this is the 2013 Baltic Porter. Um, 10% uh, aged in bourbon barrels. Um, I don't know if it's because of the baby maker before this, but I'm losing... It loses a little bit. I expected something a lot more dark coming from this. Mm-hmm. Paul's... Disagreeing with me. He's I, I, reading things online. He's because not I'm looking tasting at, the beer. He I did, did this to me it. last he did this to me with the with Baby Maker, where I described <laughs> oh the vanilla on the palate. And then, really he, and then he jumps to something else <laughs> and then he comes back with the beer review because he's just looking at stuff online. <laughs> because I'm looking up a thing like plants in Australia that will you, kill you. That does not matter. <laughs> that is not any, we at just, all important. We just no, talked about you it. brought up Australia. You brought it you up. You brought it up with no. M- No, I did not.
0: I started talking about it.
1: I said, oh, this book is about a post-apocalyptic world. Australia. (laughs) It's got Pokemon. Australia. (laughs) And now you're about to spit your beer out. Mm. (laughs) So now that you've tasted the beer and you're Mm. no longer focusing on Australia, (laughs) the beer. Rich coffee notes. Um, <laughs> it's hard to swallow uh, because Australia. <laughs> it's hard to swallow, like oh, Australia. Man, I gotta make a note to draw a picture of you in Australia for next year. I'm just saying, Australia will kill you. That's all I'm saying. Just like your post-apocalyptic world that's empty. The new book coming out from uh, IDW slash Image slash Whatever the book, you're picking. Um, I just don't get any of the. I mean, it's a Baltic porter. I expect a little more deeper, a little bit of coffee. I'm not getting those notes from it or anything from this barrel-aged beer. I'm I'm getting that earthy on the just back, tongue. back of the tongue. Back of the tongue. Yeah, earthy. Just like... But it's not a good flavor. Like, after you swallow it, wait a couple seconds and um, get emails from your boss and... Um, You know, just smack your lips a little bit, and you get that. It coats the tongue. It's still on my tongue. It's coating my tongue, but it's nothing that says porter or barrel-aged or anything. I'm a little let down by this. I'm hoping that the coffee barrel-aged Framinghammer that we have next to drink delivers Mm. a lot more than this, because this this, I I would have... Really big swallows to get that flavor. Uh, yeah, this is really not holding anything to it, and probably was a lot better fresh. And Paul's just chugging it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't taste anything unless you just keep on drinking. And I just got an email telling me, and this, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if if I get fired, you know, whatever. Uh, we're going to have to start a Patreon or some sort of Kickstarter. But anyways, uh, I got a 6 a.m. phone call tomorrow morning now. So that's how it well, is. So uh, drink up. So drink up. What I like I got to be up in... Paul drank a 10% beer before we did the podcast, a 14%, <laughs> and now another 10, and another 10. Yeah. 44%. 44%. Hey, Paul, you're in the 44 percentile. Mm-hmm. Do you keep chugging that beer? <laughs> Uh, Monday's gonna suck for me. No matter what happens tonight. Monday was gonna suck, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> mm. There's no making it worse for me tomorrow. So Unless your wife uh, picks a horrible Monday Funday. No, oh, Monday Funday's gonna be awesome. Did you hear about it? Tropical drinks. Probably. They're gonna turn the heat up in their house <laughs> folks. <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna turn the heat up <laughs> above sixty five degrees. We're gonna watch a movie uh taking place in a tropical location. Oh my gosh. You should
0: watch uh, "Forgetting Sarah
1: Marshall." Oh, I do like that one. That, that one's was good.
0: Or uh, I
1: have the freshest cereal, guys. Mmm. Uh, Muppet Treasure Island. Well, uh, I didn't Project like that one. Fever, yeah. I didn't like that one as much. Yeah, "Forgetting Sarah Marshall" is a good mm-hmm. one, though. Of all the Muppet movies uh, that you know take place during you know, classic literature, Hot just came up on uh, Netflix too. That starts a young John Cusack. Oh, I thought, for whatever reason, I jumped to, like, the Need for Speed movie? No. Hot Pursuit, young John Cusack. First time ever appearance of Ben Stiller with his father, Jerry Stiller. Kate does, like, the young John Cusack movies. He's got long hair like Rambo in it.
0: Ooh, that's cool.
1: Who draws first blood? Uh, Joan? Jamaicans? Hmm. You're making me crazy. Ooh. Chris, what are you drinking?
0: The next one from Atwater is the Voodoo Vader Doppelbach. And this is part of their high gravity lager series. Uh, this is nine point zero percent ABV. It's not bad. It's kinda of like malty on the nose. It's kinda of like a like deep chocolate smell, but then it almost it has like a wheaty grassy taste to it. It's weird. It's still kinda sweet. Like it's got a good malt on it, but it like once has like that sun tea like ness that Paul likes on like the side of the Ooh,
1: tongue. Hmm. I do like
0: uh I do like the sun tea. The sun tea's awesome. But it's like it's like a richer. Like herbaly. It's weird. It's not bad.
1: See, I would be interested in do a bre- like a brewery doing a high gravity lager. Like you would think like it would be better than your normal high-gravity logger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you you not, mean
1: it would do more than just tear the roof off the frame?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> tore the like door, a door off the frame. I'm oh, sorry. It's, yeah, I mean, it's not overly, like, alcohol or, like, sweet. Like, the sweet that you're getting from it is <coughs> definitely from the malt that they use. But, yeah, it's it's good.
1: Would you say it's better
0: than any of the other high-gravity loggers we've yeah, Well, yeah, it's, it's in its own class, though, yeah. because of... Because Just what it is. It's
1: not out of a can with like a dog like eating the neck out of a bird.
0: Yeah, it's definitely something some by weird shit going on a, those cans. Like an actual brewery that's not like sold at a gas station for a dollar thirty five a can.
2: Yeah. It's
0: not bad. Again, something that the rest of them will probably sit in the refrigerator.
1: And this is from Atwater. Like I've had some stuff from Atwater that are
0: pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's I it's not bad. Like I'm, just, I'm not wowed by it.
1: Yeah, this is so two out of four so far.
0: Two At out water. Four. not
1: doing so so well. Man,
0: he might say not doing so well, but I say it's not doing so bad. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. drinkable. It's stuff that I won't mind if there's nothing that I'm going to be pouring into the sink, you know.
1: So Atwater is definitely going to be. Is it almost to the point of your being your purgatory
0: brewery though? Like. Uh. Or not, has not they really. done it'll, some it'll other... It put thing? it up to that point. It's a step below.
1: Okay. Or a step above purgatory? I, I don't
0: even know. Yeah, I, I don't know.
1: It's okay. we got to read some comics I, now. We've got
0: to read know. some comics, and we usually do that in dramatic readings.
1: Ooh, and now, a dramatic reading from Star Wars. Darth Vader, number one, page five, panel Five. five. Did we pick who was going to do this? Me! You arrive a day early, kill two of my guards, and expect me to deal with you. And that was a Jabba the Hut. Dramatic reading from the Bagnum broadcast, Star Wars, Darth Vader, issue one, page five, panel five. Not a bad Jabba. That was a really good... Job. Yeah, translated
0: really yeah, well. Translated from Huttese, so it, it works.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I, I always thought. forget there's a name for that. It's the kind of shit, <laughs> like I know it's Star Wars, but I'm like, you know, the Jabba the Hut language. No, Paul, it's called Huttese. <laughs> I'm like, really? It's well, yeah. There's a name, and there's a whole language. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah, and uh, all you really need to know of it is, uh, you know, Jabba Nobada.
1: <laughs> Jabba Nobada.
0: <laughs> well, that's the comic book that we will be reading. What about some that we did take a look? Uh, why
1: don't we talk a about a book of. that isn't from Marvel Comics. That, uh, let's talk about Feathers from Arcadia. And this is definitely not Badafuru. Uh This was really kind of fun, and it's... It feels like a kid's bedtime story like that uh, Grim Fairy's tale. And it seems like there's uh, this book starts off, uh, it seems like there's two major overarching players where they're setting things in motion to change things uh, between the outer slums called the maze and the inner city, which is called the White City. That's a gated community and uh the uh the poor slums of course are filled with people just barely surviving, and the white city is the uh where all the royals and uh more affluent people live, and they seem to be at a disbalance economically speaking and
0: it's, uh, it's Dickensy, yeah very dickensy.
1: And uh, all of a sudden,
0: uh, I think the actual word for that is like Dickensian, but I like to say Dickensy.
1: Yep, Dickensian would be the word. Uh, Dickensy, Dickensy, uh, Illinois or what is it? Alonzi? Alonzi? Uh,
0: the these no, it's, two it's pronounced Illinois.
1: Oh, <laughs> these two narrator characters in, uh, are able to introduce uh this one. That was like a slow laugh because I just kept laughing harder and harder from that. It was really good. <laughs> it was w- nicely played, Chris. Thank you. Uh, the two narrators are able to introduce uh a character that's uh born with completely covered in feathers, which apparently is a race of people that might have caused a lot of trouble for the people in the White City before uh, but will be the game changer uh, for everything So,
0: yeah. yeah and he's a little bit more nocturnal like the sunlight hurts his eyes so he has to wear special goggles
1: mm-hmm. but he's uh, found by a Geppetto type character right can we say that he's basically Geppetto, and uh, the feathered character is basically Pinocchio, where he's tr- he's trying to hide. Uh, what's, what is his name? Feathers, not Poe. Poe. Uh, Poe is uh, being hidden by uh, the one guardian, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, the the character from the city inter- gets bumped into Poe. And uh, hilarity will ensue soon. So, what did you guys think? Uh, I like this. And in reading it, I said, Boy, the art looks really familiar. I really like the art. And this is written and illustrated by Jorge Corona, who is co creator and artist of Goners. Oh, okay. So, uh, I was like, This, I really liked the art into this, but it was when I saw the characters, like, even like the the girls, and they have kind of these weird sideburns. I was like, well, that looks like... That looks like, uh... Goners. So then I I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, it's the same guy. So I enjoy Goners, and I really... I enjoyed this. I don't know if I would pick up Issue 2, but I would read Issue 2, only because I have so many kind of fun out there kind mm-hmm. of books that I'm already reading like goners mm-hmm. that if you or Chris were to pick this up issue two I would read it and if two still had me and neither one of you were gonna continue on I would probably still read it because I I do like it I want to see where it goes mm-hmm. knowing that it's only six issues
2: yeah
1: um, that's the thing for me right is there. is nice but it's a fun it's a fun book and like it really kind of i wouldn't say it twists it's almost a little formulaic but with him teaming up with like the almost like the princess at the end sounds like it seems like it's going to be a fun book between the two of them
0: yeah i i really like this book i was a little unsure of it going in i thought it looked interesting but then like after i came out on the other side after reading i was like wow this is this is a lot of fun. This is one of those books that I don't know if I would buy the issues, but I would probably buy the nice little trade, like, yeah, like a hardcover trade paperback, almost like the uh, Courtney Crumman books or like the mouse guard stuff. Also mm-hmm. from Arkea. like, yeah, getting this. And th- in- this is, this is one of those books that I think like you could pass off to somebody with kids or like to like a younger cousin or sibling and be like, Hey, here, here's like a fun book. And, and it's going to catch them because it's not like everything else that's out there.
1: Uh, I was going to say the exact same thing. This is a book that I'm happy that it's six issues long. I wanted out in a hardcover trade paperback. um, Because it, it feels like what we were getting from Marvel with the, uh, their Oz series of books where it's just like fills that niche of like, get really young readers in to reading the comic books format. You know, it's, it's that perfect family book. It's, it's got enough there, story-wise, to be interesting to adults, but you could tuck a kid into bed and just be flicking through the pages. It's really fun, good art, and the story is interesting enough, I think, for both a young reader and an adult reader. And I actually picked up from my bookshelf uh, The Potter's Pet, uh that was done by uh the uh lamb and shelly Paroline, uh brendan lamb and sherry uh because it reminds me a lot of this where it feels like a classic Grimm's fairy tale but it's not you know this is a modern day Grimm's fairy tale brought to life uh before our eyes so i really hope this uh catches a mainstream audience because it feels like this could be a story that just lasts for the ages i think so i I definitely a fun book kind of hensian in a way jim hensian okay Ooh. oh so we got dixian and also hensian all all in one Mm. okay and also grim ish yeah uh Let's go right into our next book, which is uh, G.I. Joe Snake Eyes from IDW, uh, written by the guys that have been doing G.I. Joe over at IDW for like eight, nine years now. Mike uh, uh, Costa and Paolo Vianielli. Mm-hmm. Uh, on art. This is a story of Snake Eyes uh, maybe like not having a place in the world anymore. And having to go to Cobra just to find purpose with himself. Uh, yeah. See, this is the book, like... You're the seemed, G.I. Joe guy. It seemed so, interesting. It seemed interesting that it it sounded like it was going to be, like, Destro and Snake Eye's road trip to find <laughs> Cobra Commander's son. And I did like the Destro stuff in this, because he's...
0: Yeah, I was... I had to take a look and be like... I are we sure this book is did called like Destro?
1: Yeah. Because I don't know how you can have a like just a book that's just Snake Eyes because he doesn't say anything and it's going to be I mean, yeah. It's difficult to do that because but also every- this Snake Eyes doesn't fit with who Snake Eyes is. Snake Eyes sh- shouldn't and wouldn't be working for Cobra. This is a guy, I mean, if he wasn't able to do anything... But is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's, like, breaking dudes' necks and, like, beating women up. He's, like, he's a bad dude in this. Is he a bad What woman does he beat up in this? I don't even know. I, like... He he, he goes and threatens the one girl and then she's like, I got a cyanide tablet stuck in my teeth. And, so, anyways. uh, It starts off with Snake Eye's breaking Destro out of uh, prison, and then uh, Destro being like, well, you're only doing this because of this, 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 and this, so I'm going to give you your character motivation right here. And then uh, Snake Eyes running down and finding this one woman, and then she says, oh, if you're here, you're doing it because of this, 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 and this. This is your character motivation. Uh, It's everybody else telling us why Snake Eyes is doing something. And not Snake Eyes. Like we don't know why Snake Eyes is doing it. We only get the reasons from other people's perspectives. Um, yeah, yeah. And but after after he breaks Destro out, and then there's the panel where the Crimson Guards show up, and Destro's like, Tomax did this. Blah blah blah. Here's my response." And he shoots the one dude. Mm-hmm. That's A- true. After that, I was like, mm, "This book is boring. <laughs> this book is stupid." <laughs>
0: Every time we read a G.I. Joe book, I'm like, I just don't like G.I. Joe books. And then I got the same thing from this one. At least this one's a little bit different. I like the art in it a lot. Um, I think it's better looking than some of the other G.I. Joe books that we've read, but they're still just... There's just not enough.
1: Paul's shaking his head crazy. You <laughs> love you like this book? Well, no, it's just like, this one's the one that's different? Like, no, the last one we reviewed was the one that was different, where it was all political spy thriller, like, we're going to move around political pieces yeah, but it was and like talking about, right. like, raising money and, it like... Was moving around political pieces but not seeing any of the action. It was yeah. this dude going, I'm going to make him do this and then we're going to get the funding from the M- american peoples of america's friends. So yeah, like nothing <laughs> like, happens it's just like yeah. weird like banker talk. Exactly. I'm like that's the book that was that's different. the GI Joe book for me. How many of those did you pick up, Paul, after that? 0. <laughs> <laughs> They're expensive. <laughs> there's banker talk and then there's me being my banker talk and being like Paul, do you really want to spend three ninety nine on Banker Talk? No, my Banker Talk. I'm about my, this buying this book is already enough. Banker Talk, thank you. Um, but no, like I did enjoy, like I enjoyed the art in this book in the first couple pages where it's kind of Destro, like, woe is me, breaking out of prison, Snake Eyes using him to deflect bullets for himself, like. I was like, all right, if it's a book of...
0: There's, there's a lot of that going on in comic books that we're talking about,
1: mm-hmm.
0: by but, the way. Yeah.
1: But if it's if it's Destro, like, the guy talking, Snake Eyes keeping him down the path because they're trying to get to, like, this other thing, it would have been more interesting, kind of that reluctantly being dragged along and used to get, like, the ends justifying the means, but all of a sudden it flip flops and then Snake Eyes is working for Destro? Mm hmm. Like it didn't it it didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense with the character and it just kinda of fumbled on. Oh great. Well then let me uh uh pass this review along. Uh if you almost like this, if you're like oh, I kinda wanna read a really good G. I Joe book. Uh G. I Joe the Joker. Uh is supposedly really good, also written by Mike Costa, where it's uh, I'm
0: not reading any more G.I. Joe books, Paul. No, this no, G.I.
1: Joe does not belong on okay. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Anymore. Alright, there you go. Well. Uh, there you go. Don't wait until no now I'm, I'm so no. sad about my life. <laughs> no.
0: I'm sad nobody likes the books that I don't like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Uh I'm interested to see how it's one of those things where you have a silent character. How do you explain to the audience what his character motivations are? And it's like, okay, everybody's saying their viewpoint of their character motivations, but is that the actual character motivation? So it's this uh, great, uh, untrusted... What, what is that theme called? There's a word... There's a technical term for it. The untrusting nerd, the narrator. Oh, you know, something, yeah, something no you know, it's that yeah, kind of like thing going on. It's a character we're going to follow and the motivations that we're being told aren't necessarily the motivations that he actually has. So there could be, it could all be leading to this great twist at some point. And if that does happen, this would be a great story. Unfortunately, we, we see issue one it might not be that great. It's kinda like reviewing Invincible thinking that it's just a teen discovering his powers and not learning the twist like two traits in. You know what I mean? With Invincible? Like yeah. I don't want to give anything away in Invincible because that is a great twist. So I don't know. John, you you just page uh. through uh um, next issue that we're gonna be talking about uh oh, well, Chris on. did you have something else to say about what Paul just said
0: yeah uh, just I I haven't like enjoyed any of the GI Joe stuff I think it's just like GI Joe's not for me anymore hmm. like I, I'm coming away from this one with that just being like yeah you know what it's, it's I can't do it anymore
1: I would agree, and I would say I felt the same way about Star Wars books until I read Brian Wood's Star Wars book. Then I was like, yeah, the Star Wars Star War comic books, they're
0: for me. Well, what about the Jason Aaron Star Wars book from uh, Marvel, Star Wars number one?
1: Uh, see, what, what you just said just blew my mind, John, because this felt like, wait, is this Brian Wood? star wars book that i was i really loved like from dark horse because it's in the same time frame it's basically uh luke leia and han solo going on adventures in between the battle of yavin and uh the battle of hoth and uh here we uh i i introduced the last two i'm done they're your books though this your book you do it oh <sighs> This this is why you don't pick these books. I know, I shouldn't do all these. Uh, Here we have uh, a long con being played out where it's uh, Han Solo uh, basically saying he's the uh, emissary for Jabba the Hutt and he's willing to uh, negotiate supply trades to the Imperials uh, in order to infiltrate a production base. And here we get uh, the classic Star Wars crew t- working together to uh, do some rebel shenanigans. And, uh, of course, Darth Vader shows up and uh, the Force hits the fan, as it as it were. Uh, John Cassidy is on art doing some incredibly close work on the actual actors, too. Panel. So I think uh, I'm not making any sense because I, we're pouring another beer and I am not feeling uh, sober.
0: Yeah. No. Like. No. Yeah. Chris, you, you, you hit you hit all the yeah. the points. Chris, uh, what do you have to say about the book? Um, I I enjoyed it. It reads like Star Wars. Like the characterizations there, the plots there, like it works. And the only thing that I can actually walk away from the thing is, like, I just wasn't a big fan of the art, and that's mostly because John Cassidy's style's just very static. Like, even, like, the panels where stuff is happening, everyone's just kind of standing there. And not that that's bad, like, it wasn't distracting, but that's just kind of all I can walk away from it. Like, I, I really enjoyed the book. I'm looking forward to more. But then, once I reached the end... And I was looking at the preview pages for, like Darth Vader, and then the Princess Leia book. I was like, "Oh, those look great!" And then uh, I just walked away from Star I Wars, re- being like, "Yeah, that was good."
1: I really like the look of the Leia book, like the art yeah. in it looks. I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Vader looks really good too. Um, the Cassidy art is, it is model on. I do understand you saying that it is static, but. Do you want to trade model on for dynamic,
0: or I, I'd he... rather trade model on for life? Yes. Okay. I mean, for, yeah. For Even okay. You can you can look at the like the preview pages at the end, like the Vader and the Princess Leia stuff. Those are still pretty on model, but there's a lot more life mm-hmm. to those characters.
1: I have to say, after reading this, I'm like. Oh, I have, I have the Force Unleashed. I'm gonna play that.
0: <laughs> like it's I got want to like pick people up as Vader and like oh, throw them around and play blaster fighter. Pretty Fire. much. Uh, I got
1: a huge Star Wars boner, and I'm like, I got a. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in. I'm <laughs> Star Wars. Everything I didn't that really I have. I still had those games. I'd i borrow them. Uh, yeah, there was those a those are solid. There, uh, it's on PC because a uh, humble bundle just happened like Ooh. two weeks ago, where you could download all of them for like twelve bucks.
0: No, this. This definitely strokes that Star Wars boner, though. Oh, it's... it's um, it, it hits everything you would want from a Star Wars book, and I... Like, you know, we always kind of talk about everything that happens in the book. I like Chewie, like, taking the shots at Vader. Yeah. He's just like, right after Han's like, don't do it. And he's just like, eh.
1: Well, Leia tells him to, and he's always going to listen to Leia more than Han. Um, for whatever reason. I don't even know. Artwork-wise, yes. It's just like, is he walking down that hallway, or is he just standing still in that hallway? Like it, mm-hmm. it does just look like there's no f- there's no soul. to no Yeah, there's like no soul to it. But then you go, it does look like Leia right there, mm-hmm. it?
0: yeah. The, like, it Does the, look like Solo, the, like the, pan, the panels of Luke, like where he's like like, si- like standing there with like mm-hmm. his lightsaber, like that that that's Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the solo stuff's actually really good. Like it's all he, badass. he gets the character.
1: It's one hundred percent badass all the way through. I, I understand that you guys are saying it's static, but man, I understand that. But this is so good. I I really enjoyed it. But I it, I I see what you're saying. I understand and, your points, and I give it to you. But I, I wouldn't trade it. I I'm I'm enjoying it, and I don't have as much of a problem as Chris does with it. Okay but like it does feel like it's like when i you read certain books like even like um what was it uh like feathers like mm-hmm. there's a fluidity to it like it there's oh, yeah. a movement you're going from panel to panel it feels like action is happening mm-hmm. movement is happening and in this book it's like panel 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 going from dark horse which used to put like the most <laughs> random people on art possible on star wars like they would really try but there would be like so many confusing panels where i'd be like yeah wait did the blaster get shot out of his hand or did he shoot the blaster i don't know what happened here it's all all the storytelling is smooth and takes place and yeah i understand it seems static but man it seems static but epic you know, it seems... And Cassidy is a name that, you like, you barely hear anymore. Well, because he does a lot of covers. Like, yeah. that's what he... he but, bread and butter is his covers, and then his interiors, like, I think costs a lot. So I think his page count is up there, but I think it's worth it. Because look at the backgrounds. Like, there's always something going on. Yeah, but, I mean, 25% of the page is white borders. You know, like, he has it everywhere. Like, he's just drawn a panel, and then it's just white borders around it. Right, but it's he, and but it's, that's his style. He never does, he doesn't do the breaking of borders. It's not, he's not J.H. Williams third that does things. No, but it's, things, like, but you're saying, like, look in the backgrounds, and, like, yeah, you're looking there, but then there's just a lot of just white on the page. Okay, with the I mean, background look at, of Han Solo there, but. Yeah, and, I mean, it's not like, it, there's nothing going on except, like, a lighter blue and a darker blue and streaks in this panel, you know, like it's not like he's f- putting in amazing things. There's a lot on the character design and detail of the characters he's, he's... yeah, but if I mean, if you're drawing of what somebody should look like, <laughs> it should look like him, you know okay and I, and 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 I actually I, <laughs> i'm it sounds like I'm not defending the art because I didn't mind the art in this, but i'm I'm agreeing with Chris that yes. He, the characters look like they're supposed to but it's there's no like movement to them you know
0: they they look like the characters but they don't live like the characters
1: yeah there's no it's like they're it's, not breathing they it's, are it's it's a still stoic. it's a still stoic. photograph where mm-hmm. you know you want a fluidity when like something to, to go for. You panel want to, to panel right. like even in that fight scene where like Han slams the dude like a stormtrooper's head into a wall mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have any movement
0: feel to it. Like I, Vader deflecting the blast from Chewbacca. Like, he's just sitting there with, like, his lightsaber. To the left sparks. of him, and he, yeah, there's sparks in the middle.
1: <laughs> and it's a cool moment where he picks up, I mean, it's a cool thing, and you have that moment of, like, oh. But when you really look at it,
0: like, it doesn't have.
1: it doesn't have feeling almost to it. You know? and, and,
0: this, and like I said, this is my—that was my whole point. Like I wasn't disparaging the art. There's—it's there's just no movement. There, like the only one that you're actually getting, like a feeling from, is where actually Chewbacca is like Leaping, jumping, down. yeah. <laughs> and that's because it's all his fur. <laughs> like, yeah, I uh, see. Th- I didn't that get portrays that at the all. motion.
1: Like I love this, and I thought the art carried it. Well, not carried the story, but I thought the art didn't do any disservice to it. I thought John Cassidy's art was great. I understand what you're saying with, you know, how he can be stoic and it can be static and stale and the characters don't breathe. But I didn't see any of that when I was reading this book. And I'm like, this book is the one where I'm like, jeepers, creepers, like, I'm paying 3 like this. I got is, my $3.99's worth. I got my three ninety dollars 99s worth, but I'm like... I kind of wish I was playing, like, Star Wars music in the background while reading it. You know, I
0: kind of wish... You have. I kind of wish... <laughs> yeah, that, you have the technology, Paul. I do
1: have the technology, but I kind of wish there was, like, a special edition, like, 599, where, like, as soon as I flipped the page, it would... Like, when Vader landed in that uh, shuttle, like, the the, the um, that, that uh, theme, Vader's theme, would have started playing... Right there, John. Yeah, you know, that that panel when it's just Vader with a line of stormtroopers, like I want to flip to that page and immediately have Vader's theme. What <laughs> I think. Bum, 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 what bum, I, think bum, I think, Jason. Jason Aaron did. With, it's digital. It should happen with this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there should be sound effects. And every time I flip the page, there should be... (laughs) nobody, Nobody read those digital books before they were digital books when there was movement to them. I'm paying the same amount as print. You, you want extra you want it to play music for <laughs> you yeah embed the sound effects embed some themes you know they sound I the, don't like re- I don't music. like sound going on when I'm reading I want to just focus on what I'm reading it well, takes away from it for me well then you could spend the 299 and have the irregular <laughs> version <laughs> no, I'm, 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 paying, I'm, I'm paying 399 I want the music <laughs> I want the music on it you know like I'm not getting the paper I won't be able to keep this forever I'm'm I'm paying this money right. and it's Ethereal to get away to get away from what you're talking about to more into the comic book realm. All right, I think what Jason Aaron did in this this is I have a good point, but you're talking about music to the thing. <laughs> uh, what Jason Aaron did versus like Brian Wood is they're taking place in the in both things, but Jason Aaron's brought the action that you want from Star Wars with like the plots that you. Also, kind of want from Star Wars with Brian Woods. Like, yes, it's really interesting that they're trying to find a new home base, and there's a spy within their midst in the in the Brian Woods stuff. But Jason Aaron has Han Solo like swaggering in, saying like, "No, no, I'm."
0: I'm who, a, who do you think taught job all of that? Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm the Hutts uh, guy, bounty on my head. Yeah, of course there is. Work for the Hutts. And then, you know, you go into this action and th- the scene is, is I mean, Chewie takes the shot on Vader and he just lifts up the dudes in front of him to block the shots. And then he's, you know, he crumbles the building with his hand that he's taking the shots out of. Like, those are really cool moments. And yes, like, if the art was a little better, you'd feel it more. It would be, you know, it's it's almost like 60 40 on art versus, you know, and writing versus the art here. Like, somebody else could have really made you feel what was going on in this book. But it's still really cool moments. It's still things that, if you're a Star Wars nerd, you're gonna love in these things. You know, somebody just using the force to be like, there's a sniper in that building, crumble, you know, bringing it down upon him. And I think that's a little bit of the difference is you got action versus almost like political intrigue with the Brian Wood star Wars. But I think I would, I think I'd enjoy maybe the Vader book and the Leia one. Like the art sold me completely when I saw the Leia art.
0: Yeah. That Leia like, book. I mean, I mean, there are very different art styles out from like a John Cassidy to like a Terry Dodson. Like just on paper, <laughs> they write and draw comic books. Like they're just different artists. Yeah. And but I
1: was it, surprised that it was Terry Dodson cuz we just read wasn't it Wonder Woman that Terry
0: Dodson was on? No, he did the uh Teen Titans Earth one.
1: Teen you know, Titans it, Earth one, okay. Uh Wonder Woman was Finch. Who was Meredith and also because it's a it's a uh what whatchamacall- you uh husband and wife team. Yeah. Yeah, I I see. They're, <laughs> I'm showing Paul the art, and he's like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, sir." They're okay. picturesque. There's no action going on. They're standing around a award ceremony. I don't. Understand. Yeah, but there's just like, I don't know what it is. Like it just the art just captures me better with the Leia. Like, I don't know. It feels like it's got like, soul. even like
0: even like that panel of like the two Rebel troopers like looking at each other. Like I don't know what's being said, but like, like their eyes have souls. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But we all but overall we enjoyed this overall, book. Overall, yeah. I mean it's <laughs> overall, a great yeah. book It's a Star Nick- Wars and it's well, and it it's really well good. done, Star Wars. And that yeah, is Jabba the well Freaking Hutt. That's from Vader. That's from next um, week's book. Well that's that's February look back, Dick.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well what other book are we doing? And before well, we get I, into a
0: book, I'm 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 drinking a beer here, Paul. Me me too. I I poured out mine when uh I really
1: shouldn't drink another beer. <laughs> Well, but,
0: then
1: don't. Know, no, no, I need to because tomorrow's gonna suck. Tomorrow's gonna suck. And this is the coffee barrel aged Framinghammer. Hammer. This is the same beer we just had, the bourbon barrel aged Framing Hammer, but they did it with coffee. Mm-hmm. And this has mm-hmm. got an like I get a, a little bit of an alcohol bite when I swallow. Yep. But it's got some. <sighs> It's got some flavor to it. Yeah, up front. That's the thing you said you were really upset that you were missing is that punch right in front. And the barrel H one, we, all we were getting was that. I was getting was that aftertaste. Johnny, we're like,
2: mm, was,
1: even that aftertaste wasn't that great. I mean, it wasn't great. But, yes, there was a this, an earthy tone to mm-hmm. it. This has uh, a nice flavor up front, that richness. that It's like a latte. There's a, like mm-hmm. a milk. There's a creaminess to it. And that coffee, but there is Is definitely alcohol. Dragon breath. Yeah. I've been saying it's not like an alcohol burn, but it's just like alcohol. Yeah. When I breathe out, I just feel that alcohol burn. And that's what I mean by dragon breath. And not dragon breath is something I've had since episode like three. Um and I mean it's a term we Mm -hmm. use constantly on the podcast. Because we could light a match and set our papers on fire coffee right on the tongue, right on the front of the tongue, rich, but then when you swallow it, it's like rubbing alcohol, mm-hmm. like Sky Vodka alcohol yeah, yeah. on the back of your tongue, mm. and you're just like, oh, where did that come from? This is exactly ordering a Starbucks vanilla latte, like the skinny one, the skinny vanilla latte, because that's the one I order, and, uh, <laughs> cause I watch my figure, uh, but with alcohol burn. Body. Thanks, it is buddy. exactly that. If you enjoy the Starbucks vanilla latte, skinny vanilla latte, uh, but you want it to be alcoholic because you're like me and live a depressing life, uh, <laughs> there you go. Like, uh, this is the beer for you. Yeah. It's really weird that it's like that really smooth and then like, boom, you just drank a martini. There's creaminess to it. Yeah. There's... But then right at the end, mm-hmm. pop. it's like <laughs> ugh, Pop vodka. Chris, <laughs> so what
2: are you drinking?
0: Because you got two You just got, well, he's got text. Te- he's got text from John. <laughs> what was the text? Nothing. Okay.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, listeners. You're not the only one left
0: out. Yeah.
1: This guy over here is also left <laughs> out because I don't have texting.
0: Um my <laughs> Third one from Atwater Brewery is the VJ Black Imperial Stout, Ooh. and this is part of their Single Batch series, um, 11% ABV, and this is what I wanted the other beers to be. I'm gonna I'm gonna take another sip quick, so vamp for a second.
1: Um, you were talking about your beer. I don't know
0: what to vamp about. Um, hey, you, you did you did well because this has what I want. Imperial South, It's nice. It's dark. It's not too heavy. Eleven percent, but it's not very alcoholic. That's
1: it's a got nice a one.
0: really nice, like, like toasted like coffee on the back end. Ooh, like, you're making things. me so jealous right now. This is really, really good.
1: He's making you jealous, and we just drank three yeah, bourbon-aged like like beers. Beers that I
0: wish I had.
1: Uh, this last one. Kind of, I, I can understand really wanting to have, but the other two, it's like I okay, okay, the baby was, maker. I think oh, is oh, the baby best yeah. yeah, this one's good, the alcohol. Okay,
0: there were four beers, three of each in the uh, the sampler pack. Would you like me to send them to you?
1: No, no. Well, One we'll, of each. We'll come to
0: visit you, you and we this. can drink it together. Hey, you can find oh. it here. That's fine. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I was I was gonna send you the one that I really like so far. But no,
1: no, we, I wanna have not not only art is seeing you such a treat, but also having that beer will just be the cherry on top of the sundae. I, Plus, I'm when we come saying, visit like, you, we're it's just gonna be a drunken mess the whole time. The, <laughs> I do the not want to be sober least. for a single second. Like I am trying least,
0: to like one of those days. We're gonna go to Bell's. Uh huh. And New Holland, and then founders. <gasps> New Holland, yeah. So, yeah. is
1: it sad sure. that I'm more excited about New Holland? No,
0: because New Holland's great. I
1: just want to be able. To, I just, I, I just want to get some serial killer. Yeah. I don't care if we go to a store and I buy it's ten Arcadia, packs right? of serial killer, but I want serial killer.
0: Yeah, we can um, swing by Arcadia too. Mm-hmm. Like we can do that. <laughs> we can do that the next day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Hey. No matter what, if I'm yeah. still working, I'm taking those days off.
0: <laughs> right, well I'm gonna say uh we could probably do like Arcadia and like Perrin the next day.
1: Ooh Perrin because Perrin's good. When we come down from Canada we should stop at Coonahan though. Okay. We will. And if anything hops, you know anything's um, good we'll bring it to Chris.
0: Hey, there you go.
1: But talking about not good, let's talk about Uncanny Avengers, because I'm saving the best for last.
0: Okay, I didn't know where you were going to go. Yeah, okay.
1: Uncanny Avengers. I actually was going to do you, and then I was like, no, let's do best last. Okay. Uncanny Avengers is definitely... Uncanny Avengers is a team that Rogue put together because Scarlet Witch is missing. So she brought... Again? Oh... So Rogue brings Vision and our new Captain America, Falcon, and Mr. Voodoo, all together.
0: Dr. Voodoo? He's not. It, Dr. Voodoo. He's it's not like, it's the, like the new being Captain called America. Sir in England.
1: He is Captain America. It's Sam Wilson.
0: Captain America.
1: Captain America. Quote, unquote, the Falcon. No, no. He's Captain America. He's not the Falcon. Captain America, quote unquote, the Falcon, because Captain after this summer, Steve Rogers is going to be Captain America. Yeah, but
0: when right this now he's Captain Sam the Falcon Wilson America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when this book
1: came out, and then everything's come out that they're resetting all of their stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. why would you even buy this? It's, it's not going to matter in a couple of months. Yeah,
0: as, you're as soon as you get, get close to like, Avengers Age of Ultron coming out, this book's yeah, not going to exist. But you're going to because you're gonna all gonna those get, characters are going to be. They like their own thing.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, a story you're enjoying is a story you're enjoying, and you want to see it wrapped up. Did you enjoy this story? No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying hey, uh, listeners, I, <laughs> I feel for you. If you are there's stories that I've enjoyed that everybody else hated. Uh I'll listen to any X Factor review I've ever done. <laughs> uh I'm not gonna blame you. Hey, I, and and I, I just gonna say I've been there. Listeners, I am the thing to say. Why don't we all pick an issue and then and then we'll we'll review it all instead of like Paul just being like I read this book it was good I read this book I read this book I liked it I read this book this is when X Factor is going to (laughs) get good and then then I read this book and you know that's what the that's what the list used to be and I said the look back the look back oh why don't we just all of us take like four or five books whatever new number uh-huh. ones are coming out or new stories uh-huh. uh, Yeah, you fixed it, I fixed it you fixed <laughs> much it. like you guys fixed the movie fix <laughs> yeah. dropping it and yeah, trust uh, me, I was perfectly okay with it
0: Uncanny Avengers written by Rick Remender, art by Danny Arcuna. And,
1: and I like his art
0: in this I
1: say, like, see, I enjoy Danny Akuna's art One, I will
0: say, I used to not like his art style um, and this is just from reading stuff like over at DC that he worked on, because uh, he like the Freedom Fighters book, and it was like one of the uh, like the Fall of Bloodhaven books, it was like mm-hmm. like the Atomic Knights and something else.
1: Akuna and Looker at uh, the uh, the guy that used to do X Men, and the one that we talked about earlier that was doing the book that you're looking forward to in your uh, list
0: who's doing who's <laughs> doing Vader <laughs> Chris yeah oh Salvador La Roca
1: La Roca and Acuna are the two that I can confuse the most I'll tell you this like I'll tell you, I mean John Cassidy could take some just the movement like it just feels like there's so much movement in here
0: there's a lot of movement and I think my only fault with the art is the coloring because there's just a lot of weird colors thrown into panels. And on the page. And stuff just kind of doesn't flow. Like It's kind of jarring. But the artwork is a l- lot better than I remember his style being. And I mean, I haven't read anything from him in
1: years. But with coloring, you I- kind of want to s- make a sense of otherworldliness, Especially with Counter-Earth. So you kind of want to make that world seem different and weird. And how you do that might be with color. I like the coloring. I think the coloring fits what's going on
0: in... The page, like what's well, happening, so, like some pages it works better than other. Like everything with Doctor Voodoo, like that green is awesome. Like the vision stuff looks great, but it's just like that city with um, like Quicksilver, like oh. zipping around with that. See so yeah,
1: that Panther guy? guy. Like, I didn't. Just the bit too dude. Much going on. I didn't mind Chitara. it. Chitara I, I yeah. like.
0: Not Chitara I liked it. I don't know. Like uh, I, and again, this isn't like that much of a sticking point for me. Um. When I was reading this, though, it seemed so much of like, no, this was not editorial-driven, It was like, team, like, because these characters just don't work together. Yeah, Mister yeah. Mister v- Voodoo, Doctor Voodoo. I'm calling him Mister Voodoo. Mister Voodoo is his dad. He spent
1: <laughs> so many years getting that doctorate in voodoo. <laughs> Doctor, seven years in voodoo school. And he's still paying off his student loans. God damn it! Um. <laughs> like he doesn't feel like he fits the team. And then how they're using Sabretooth, like as their bloodhound. Yeah. But he's been inverted. He's been inverted. What, but what they does still that mean? Still, don't worry. Don't. They, uh, we're going to say inverted four more times, and he still don't know what that means. They still got him on a leash. Um. And then he even's like, if I wasn't inverted, I'd tear <laughs> him <that> apart.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if. I,
1: that was what the moment that I like literally put my head to my tablet and like, I, what what am I supposed to do with this? What if, because the first time I read, oh, if he wasn't inverted,
0: I, I was like, what? I think they I actually use that in what is like that the introduction too? Where like if you haven't been reading Marvel, Sabertooth it says, is inverted. Yeah. yeah, it's like while the effects of the inversion were ultimately reversed, not everyone has returned to their former lives unscathed.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's with the uh, Axis the yeah. uh thing with the uh making villains into heroes and heroes into villains with yeah. Superior Iron Man, uh with the uh we reviewed the uh first Axis book on a podcast two months earlier and uh it didn't matter to us. Didn't matter. No. And it didn't stick with me because I'm like they said inverted like eight times, and I still have no idea what it means. So the book starts with Quicksilver and Wanda, uh, the Scarlet Witch, on this on this planet, and that's they're really fun. And they're trying to find out who their father is because yeah. they found out Magneto, Magneto is not their father. Then Third you, time that has happened in comic book history. Then great. you go to this team that is so weirdly put together that doesn't make sense. We don't care about them at all. And, you know, Vision is just he's mad about his ex wife. He's a robot. He's doesn't care, but he cares. But he cares to not care. Yeah. He's like wants to hate her but is a robot and And then like what like Captain America's like rogue assed me but I wasn't sure about this, but I didn't have anything else going on, so I thought I'd just, you know, tag along. And then, mm-hmm. and then Dr. Voodoo's like, I haven't mattered or existed in <laughs> years. Sure, I'll come along. That robot's <laughs> going to crush my head. Uh, So they track down to wh- their home where the twins grew up, and they've created this portal that went to... What is it? Ultimate Earth, Omega Earth. No, Counter Earth. Counter Earth. No. Nope, because that's Inver- all being inverted, inverted. with the <laughs> conversions. I mean the So uh what's the DC what's the Marvel uh, version uh, of this? Uh, Doctor uh, v-
0: Battleworld. Doctor-, Battle
1: Doctor Voodoo has got he's got his staff out, he's got this cool green magic, and he's just about to finish the spell to bring them to Counter Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, when a robot comes out and then, like. Uh, no, a Newman. And then, yeah, but Vision's like, I, sh- I knew somebody escaped into here. I should have scanned. <laughs> but uh, I totally let that dude die and now. Always scan. Hey, I-, I love scanning for <laughs> life forms. Little life forms. <laughs> uh, scanning for the. So life everyone, forms. like, it's weird, like, Dr. Voodoo is in this spirit world. Vision is... Which the Spiral
0: World stuff looks really cool.
1: In yeah. the AI world. Vision Yeah, he's in the AI world. He's got a wife and kids that are robots. Uh, With Jocasta, but not Jocasta. The ultimate universe, Vision, it looks like, because yeah, Vision was a woman in the ultimate universe. Well, there was two of them. In the ultimate universe. <laughs> I am <laughs> blown away right now. I do not even realize uh, so. Are you
0: inverted? I
1: I am inverted. Uh, this is so much, so heavy, so yeah. tied into everything else. And here's else. the thing: is you, I didn't I believe, no I didn't believe the rogue mm-hmm. voice in this book. Until oh, she spoke regular, nope. you know, it was kind of like regular English, and then all of a sudden, end of the sentence, Shur? sugar, sugar. It's like, well, fucking really? Like you could have left that out. I would have been. If they had left that out, I wouldn't. It wouldn't even have bothered me that it was like she was John a, was ready to masturbate. She wasn't a <laughs> Southern belle. No, he's like, I'm fine reading this book. I bought, I begrudgingly bought this book because we can't, we can't not buy. This new Avengers book with this new team with a new captain America leading it I was like you can't not get this book we have to discuss this we have to do we have we to? we passed on I think how this do you proves that we all can. those
0: number ones from image then. <laughs>
1: I think you know. You know how I just buy? I didn't buy Captain America number one. We didn't buy Iron Man number one. Superior o- Iron Man. We yeah. the only book we you know bought why? is because those all looked like shit. The only book that was reviewed was the Thor book because Thor you and great. I were reading Jason Aaron, mm-hmm. and Jason Aaron at this point has really done no wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, in even his image book, um, something bastard, old bastard, whatever oh, it was, uh, Southline. South Southern Health. Bastards. Southern Bastards. Southern Bastards. I read, I really liked, but we had other things going on that day, that look back, that I didn't push that. Um, it was good. Mm-hmm. I actually am going to pick it up and trade once it's done. Scalped. Did you read Scalped? I have the first trade. I did read it, and I... You didn't like it? Didn't.
0: I have yet to I, check I it out. Couldn't, you I want couldn't to borrow it? it? Uh, no, I have Chris's copy. Yeah, I gave it to John because I was like, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah me too. Again. I've never gotten I, around I, to I, reading it.
1: I just it's it's just rough. It is But well, anything everything else from him we've all enjoyed. Yeah, his Marvel work we've enjoyed. Uh, who wrote this? Rick, Rick Remender. Clement. Oh man Which Remender is He's one a hit of those. and miss dude. He's a good. He, I mean, when he hits, he hits, and you're like, wow, why don't I read more of his stuff? Well, what's this, this might be one. What's this in, independent work that people love? That Not Dan Dare, but almost Dan Dare. What's, uh, your, what's your. You made us the political intrigue, but the sniper queen of country. Isn't that Rick Remender? No.
0: No, that's, that's Greg Recco.
1: Greg Racco. Yeah. okay. Recco and Remender, I get them confused. I don't know. He's got some hits. I have a strange girl strange girl omnibus that's Rick Remender. The the thing ready. that like after all these people like everybody's sent to this different these different parts of this world the only one that I'm interested in is the sabretooth waking up in the fountain and then being like Alright, and I gotta fight all these fucking dudes. You know, that was the only part of this book that I was like Alright, I if I were to read issue two, I'd only be looking forward to the saber parts. Yeah. It's a book I'm glad I didn't pay money for. <laughs> and, uh, thank you, John, for getting this out of my way. It proves to me that I'm only interested into the books that Marvel's publishing that are not tied into everything else. Because once you get tied into that gravity well of continuity... I just don't give a shit.
0: That, that's where it gets rough, but, you know, there are those few books that are set apart from all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And then you know, your, I your
0: Hawkeyes, your, your Punishers, She-Hulks. and, uh, Ant-Man. Your Ant-Man, which is going to bring us to Ant-Man number one. Well, this is written like by Nick planned? Spencer with art by Ramon Rosanas. And basically what we have here is Ant-Man, a.k.a. Scott Lang, uh, going to a job interview and then his life just continuing to suck after that Um, he applies for a security job at Stark Industries and you know the interview doesn't go so well and after a run in with his ex-wife and daughter things just kind of keep going downhill and this is a lot of fun
1: I don't know if I would say downhill it just (laughs) reprioritizes his life Because he was thinking, hey, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to be that superhero everybody wants me to be. And then he's like, no, wait a second. I don't want to be that superhero. I just want to be a good dad. No, I think he's always wanted to be that. He's always trying to be that good dad. Mm -hmm. But to be that good dad in New York City, he needed the job. He needed this. He needed this. And then when they're moving to Miami, he's like, well, I can have all these things, but it won't make me the good dad. i got to go to Miami. <laughs> the only thing that matters to Scott Lang is him being a good dad to his dead daughter. Wait, but she's not dead?
0: She, yeah, she's, I don't know what happened there, but yeah. Nobody Kathy's knows. Back.
1: Yep. But,
0: but that's. You know, I, I think okay that's
1: it. actually a big part of it, because the peg really responds to her, like, wanting to put on the costume and being around these costume characters. And that's the main focal point of her wanting to move to Miami. Is, like, to get away from New York City, away from the costumes. Because she doesn't want Cassie to become Stature again, you know? That's what I got from it. But also... the same point is we didn't read Ant-Man when Ant-Man was going on and something had happened to his wife and he died. We didn't care about that character mm-hmm. until you read him in FF and we basically read number one for a look back. But we didn't care about him until issue one here of Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. Chris,
0: yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you want me to say.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. You were going to say something before John jumped in, and we were talking about Ant Man and stature and.
0: I don't. I don't know what's going on. I like the book. It's no, a, I, I it's love a a this book. book, and number two is even better. I'm looking
1: forward to reading number two.
0: You probably should. Um, it just They're definitely selling Ant-Man as a different type of character now than we probably would have gotten before. And I'm okay with that. Because I want to have a little bit more fun with this character. Like I liked Hawkeye because it was a different take on the character. I liked you know, Iron Fist by Carrie Andrews because it was a different take on that character. And I don't read enough like fun books, mm-hmm. and and this is what it is like: him showing up for his interview and then not knowing how to say his name so it makes sense to the guy interviewing. Like Tony Stark's like secondary interview where people are you know trying to get into the uh, like his secure area. That's it's all fun. And yeah, I just I need more fun in my life.
1: It's it reminds me of the movie Sneakers. And don't give me shit because it's Robert Redford. But it's a, it's a sneaking in and Dan stealing Ashworth's in that movie, and it's sneaking in the stealing stuff, and proving that you can sneak in and steal stuff. Uh Chris, I I agree with you. It's it's a fun book, and that's what we want in our life. It's it, that Marvel fun book. It's a fun book with heart to it. With- yeah, with heart, and that's I think that's one of the things about like Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. It's a fun book, but he's Hawkeye's got so much heart, and Scott Lang he's got that heart because of his daughter. He, you know, his wife even says it, "You're a horrible husband, but you tried so hard to be a good a good father."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, like, I mean, the end of the book when he's in, like, he moves to Miami to be with his daughter. He gives up the job. Yeah, that would give him kind of prestige. That would make him who he is. He gives that up to follow to be his be the father, and then he's in that toy store and he's like buying this like couch and stuff for a model and stuff. And he's like, yeah. "No, go, it's, Iron it's Man, not for my it's kid. It's for me." The Iron yeah. Man dream apartment. Yeah, gives it gives it all up, and then just just to you know microwave the popcorn at Seven Eleven to sit on a couch and shrink his daughter down to sh- sit on that couch and then watch a big-screen TV, which is a cell phone playing a movie. You know, like, that was, like, that's the heart to it. That's, you know, that's that pull. And there's just fun. I mean, we read it last week where he talks about his job at Kinko's, you know, in the dramatic re- reading. You know, like, it's fun. It's a fun book.
0: I dug it. And this is one of those books that I'm going to continue to be reading for as long as it is this book. Which I, I think will be for a little while, at least until the Ant-Man movie comes out. Uh, and then we'll see where it goes because we might get the all-new Ant-Man.
1: Yeah, but even this feels Uncanny like it Ant-Man. could be Paul Rudd playing this character. Like, it seems like yeah. a down on the like Kind you of you guy. think it's Paul Rudd until he takes his helmet off and he's got like that orangey brown hair, and then you're like, that doesn't look like Paul <laughs> Rudd. <laughs> yeah, but still, it seems, seems like that foggy from character, Daredevil. It does, <laughs> <laughs> except a little fitter. Uh, but it does feel like that kind of like down on his luck character, like, "Woe is me," but not. But he doesn't ever. He doesn't, feel, Yeah, he doesn't feel like like the it's woe. Me. Yeah, but, and he's just trying so hard, and he. He prioritizes his life differently than other people might. And that's good. And that's what we want from that character because it is different from the rest of the superheroes out there.
0: And it's also, he's a character that doesn't always make the best decisions. And And he will continue to not.
1: And he's known for not making those best decisions. And thank goodness that he is because otherwise he'd be every other superhero ever. You know? And it's fun and it's zany and it's a little bit different and uh, it makes me want to mm-hmm. keep on reading this as long as you read it. It it's I mean, very reminiscent of the feel that you get from like, the beginning of the Mark Wade Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the Hawkeye. Like it it gives you this certain feeling to it, and it's what I think a lot of comic books are missing. It's missing that like heart. Like yeah, you can have the action, you can have funny, you can have story, but it's got like heart to it. This character, he's not—he's not looking to be the world's greatest superhero. He'd like that because it would give him the certain amount of prestige or it'd give him this or that. But he'll walk away from it
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be a father. Yeah. And that's—I mean, like the only times you get like that kind of heart is like an Animal Man with him and his family and his oh, yeah, kids, well, like. Well, yeah. That's that's the the most where you get that but kind of story. Like the longest story that we read this month. Like this was a thick book. Like every panel was just filled with the brim of like Oh, there's a marvelings. lot of
0: dialogue in it too.
1: Right? Like it, <laughs> it wasn't just me, right? Chris like this this felt like a like 50-page book even no, though it, it was only it 44 like,
0: pages. It feels like there's a lot to it, but it's because there's a lot that happens, and a mm. lot of it is caption or dialogue because Scott Lang, and he's not like that strong stoic. Like I'm going to do this because that's right. It's him being like, okay, fine, you know, what? I'm. Let me tell you why I had to do it this way. Like, don't judge me, but I'm going to go into this long drawn out detail.
1: Yeah, he does, it, and it's, it's a lot of story because, like, even the interview process, which I really felt. Work to bring in new readers. It is a number one, you want to introduce a character and the yeah. interview process explain that character.
0: And each one of those, like the pages for the interview process is maybe like anywhere from five to seven panels, but you're getting a lot of exposition in those panels.
1: Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like you're just reading something for reading something. Like yeah, Uncanny Uncanny Avengers Same, almost the same amount of word bubbles, but I didn't fucking care. Mm -hmm. This, I cared. Every, everything about it, I was reading and I was focusing on. Some of the Avengers stuff, I was, I felt like I was almost skimming through it. Mm -hmm. And same thing with like G.I. Joe, I was skimming through it. It didn't, it didn't hold me, didn't grab me, didn't pull me in. Where this... I was locked on. I was like, yes, everything about this fits, it works, it matters, I'm there. Especially in a Marvel book, which normally just puts it on that first panel, or that first page, where it's just that introductory page, where it's just a paragraph of, blah, last time in uh, Adventures of Batman number one, we got blah, 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 blah. And it just spits it out to you, and then you're spits it to read, like Uncanny Avengers. But, I mean, like, this is what, like... F- Five months before the movie is supposed to come out. This is when people are seeing like seeing the reviews, like or seeing the trailer going, Oh, I need to read this. Oh, number one and this is not something that's gonna go Blockbuster movie, but this is giving you the heart the, heart the soul. of what you need to know about Scott Lang.
0: And but here's the thing too, like having read this if the movie can pull off that kind of heart that fun
1: it would be incredible
0: i think it's gonna it would work really well and i'm hoping this is maybe a precursor to that like this is you know putting that foot in the door like getting people ready for it
1: and i don't think you put out this book out before the movie to not let people know what this is what the movie is almost supposed to be about
0: I, I think it's going to work out well. Where we'll probably have the first arc of this finished and in trade paperback, like the week that movie comes yeah. out. Yeah, I
1: think I basically I think there's a reason they picked like five six months before the movie comes out. And they picked Iron Man as being the character that he's stealing
0: from, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, who knows how to not get your stuff stolen better than the guy that used to steal your stuff.
1: <laughs> um yeah and i think of all the books we read because we had a lot of books star wars um (laughs) star wars Star Wars. but i really think like feathers and ant-man are the books that really stood out to me i mean star wars is good but star wars is a star wars book
0: that's i I think you kind of nailed it because yeah i was looking forward to star wars and i enjoyed star wars because it was star wars
1: yeah, but I got such a Star Wars boner over Star Wars that it's not even funny. I got well, more that's... of a Star Wars boner out of the, like, I didn't even realize, like, I, I scanned through, and then I read the Vader stuff in Jabba's Hut, and mm-hmm. that's when I was like, oh, this book. It wasn't until we started talking about it and reviewing are we, it that, are we... I re- that I was like, oh, that's from the Vader book. Are we doing a power rankings now based on our oh, boners? Yep. <laughs> We can do power ranking. All right. Oh, I don't know. if I Good because I don't well, know. I... Do Ant Man, Feathers, Star Wars. What uh, was? <laughs> yeah, exactly. The other. We don't even remember. I know. <laughs> the other I know that I really want to put Uncanny Avengers last. <laughs> it was oh no shit no G I Joe's last. <laughs> yeah, I
0: was going to say that.
1: Uncanny Avengers is fourth. So, Ant Man, Feathers, Star Wars. Avengers,
0: Jojo. I I'm gonna pretty much mirror yours. Ant Man number one. Like this is a book that I was looking forward to a lot, and I was not let down by, and it's gonna keep me coming back to it. Feathers because it was something just new and completely different that I was not expecting. Star Wars because hey, it's it's Star Wars, and it delivered. And then no. Uh, number four i'd probably go uncanny avengers just because it has some promise it could get a little bit better now that we've gotten a lot of just like that intro out of the way Mm -hmm. i don't know if i care enough to check out number two to see if it does get better
1: i would say that operation sin which we didn't review would probably go above avengers and uh, snake eyes
0: yeah, I'm off tomorrow, so I still just might read that one to read it. There you go. Uh, but then G.I. Joe last, just because I. G.I. <laughs> Joe. Paul?
1: Uh, uh, man. I know you guys just mentioned all the books we reviewed, but I still cannot read Baby Makered. Star, Star Wars. You want Star Wars number one. You do. You do. Yeah, you, you I do. do. I do. Star Wars number one. Uh, then. Gotta go Ant-Man, right? Who who else was that? Yeah, Ant-Man. G.I. Joe, number three. Over Feathers! Oh, oh, wait, no, no. Then it was (laughs) Feathers? Wait, oh, so Feathers, Feathers number number one? one? You gotta walk me through it.
2: Feathers right. number...
1: There's, there's the number one. You gotta hold my hand and get me to my car, and then <laughs> let me drive home. You better call me a cab. So feathers number one. Yep. Star Wars. Star Wars. Ant Man. Ant Man. Avengers. G- no. G-I-G-O. G. I. Joe over Avengers, <laughs> yeah, and then Avengers. Okay. <laughs> I like to. I like G. I. Joe. <laughs> it's number four
0: out of five. <laughs>
1: yeah, but they were all good. Except for Avengers. But it was
0: going to be. You know, earlier on the list before he remembered the other better books. (laughs) Exactly. And Um, hopefully you remember us as one of the better podcasts. And you rate and review us over on the iTunes.
1: Thank you so much. I love those ratings and reviews. If you want to get directly contacted into the episode and us talking about you directly and answering your questions, email us. Contact at BagnumBoardCast.com or individually, Paul at bagenboardcast.com John at bagenborcast.com or Chris at and I say it all the time don't don't email me because I don't even know how to log in to check that the other guys check it for me but don't <laughs> we'll, we'll, don't we'll do check it. it for you that's uh,
0: okay e- email us we'll read it on the show and make sure you check out the show notes over at bagen boardcom um, if you want to f- see more info about what we're reading for the list if you want to check out that panel that we did for the dramatic reading. It'll all be over there, and hey, it's a great reference for when we talk about beers that we had earlier, but we don't remember which one we had them on. You can find it out there. And also, we've got a bunch of content coming out over there, too. I've uh, solicited a couple people to write articles for the website, and they are delivering. So the first one of those will be up tomorrow.
1: Hey, here we go. Uh, And I just wanted to put this out there. Uh, Listener of the show who's a friend of mine on Untapped commented on me drinking Baby Maker, and his comment was drink this before Paul meets your girlfriend and it really made me laugh I don't know why <laughs> am I supposed to be inside? I don't know but it made me giggle so much so that I wanted to share it I I've had a lot to drink me as well <laughs> oh. oh tomorrow's gonna suck so hard I got tomorrow off. I might go get some Mighty Taco tonight.
0: Oh! I wish I could go, too.
1: It's 6 a.m. Phone call. 6 a.m. Phone call. You know what should be good for your belly? What? Mighty Taco? Mighty Taco. No! No. I'm in my pajamas. so I cannot leave. (laughs) Go through the drive-thru. Hey,
0: can I put up that picture of you in your pajamas (laughs) on the show notes? If you want. I don't... It's there. You're so happy in
1: that picture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... Like it's such a good picture. That's where I'm at right now. Where <laughs> you nothing are, matters. This is where you are right now. That's <laughs> hilarious. Is before the show, before he started really drinking. I know. You had the look of what you are right now. That's hilarious.